morning and welcome to church. It's good to see you one more time. I'm happy to be in your church one more time. Your church is a church that is alive. The spirit of the Lord is here. The power of God is here. This is a place you must be. Somebody said amen. Once again, I want to salute your bishop and your pastor. And his wife for the wonderful reception I've received. Yesterday night I was lying on my bed and I said, wow, I've been well taken care of right here in Guyana. And I said, thank God we gave our sister to this man. He has paid his dues excellently. So I salute Bishop Collins and the wife. Thank you so much for the wonderful, warm reception I've received. I've been so blessed. I only have good reports as I leave. Amen. And I thank God for your pastors, all the pastors in the house. God bless you for the great work you are doing. And your choirs. I miss the ministration of the choirs. I only heard them the first night. But I only see some wonderful uniforms and I don't know who they are, but they seem to be very fantastic and beautiful. I hope I'll be able to take pictures with you today. The various groups and your uniforms, I'll take pictures with you. I think it will be very nice. Hallelujah. And um, once again, I say I'm so glad to be here. But we thank God, the Father that the Lord has blessed us with. In the person of Bishop Dark Howard Mills. We are so grateful. Amen. If you are in this church, I believe you are one of the best churches in the whole world. Yeah. The wonderful thing, the wonderful thing about church is that everywhere you go in the world, you find a church. And the interesting thing is that the spirit is the same. You know, this morning I was listening to our pastor who was preaching in Ghana. And he came to the United States in September. And then I came in October. And he said to me that, I mean, as he came to the U.S., just because of the church, he had a family. It's like he needed somebody to pick. You need somebody to pick you from the airport. You call somebody. You arrange somebody to pick you. You need somebody to take you around. You, and it's all because of the church. There is always somebody who is ready to help just because of the church. They don't even know him. But just for the fact that you are, oh, a pastor in the church, that's all. They are ready to help. And I believe that it's a wonderful thing. But it's because we have a wonderful father who has put all of this together. Amen. Can you hear me at the back? Can you hear me at the back? Can you hear me at the back? Am I clear? John chapter 9. From verse 8. John chapter 9, verse 8. We'll sit down soon, don't worry. The first day we learned, is, is he on? Oh, oh, I should read. I can read. I have all read is nice. See what the Lord. The first day we learned, and we 
will never settle for is the key okay we know there's more than in Settle for less. We know there's more found in you. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. We know. We know there's more found in John chapter. Are you there? It's in you. It's in you. Listen to me. John chapter 9 verse 8. The Bible says that the neighbors therefore are you with me? And they which before had seen him that was blind said, is not this he that sat and begged? There was a man if you read from verse 1, there was a man who was born blind and he had an encounter with Jesus and the thing that he was born with which was a defect in his life. Through the power of Jesus Christ, he received deliverance. Ever since he was born, everybody knew him to be born as a blind person. But the Bible says that when he met Jesus, his situation changed. May your situation change this morning. And the Bible says, his neighbors, close neighbors and they which knew him before when they saw him they were a bit confused they said it's not this he that sat and begged the next verse others said verse 9 some said this is he others said he is like him but he came and he said I am here may that be your story I said may that be your story may your neighbors be confused when they see you may those who knew you after five years when they see you may they be confused is this you may you drive a car that everybody wonder but when did she start with the driving? I mean, from when? And you will park your car and they will be confused. Is this you or? Then you will roll down the windows. Then you say, hello. You say, I am here, I am here, I am here. Make up your story. I said, make up your story. Some they said, this is he. Some said, he is like him. And the Bible said, he came and he said, I am he. I am he. May that be your testimony. 
Father, may you bring a change in the lives of your people. May your class be confused. Because when they write exams, you are no near the first five. But this time, may your great, may your, may your headmistress be confused. As the headmistress is looking at your report. May God touch your business. And may your business begin to boom and to do well. In the name of Jesus. May you receive contracts that you be overwhelmed. Father, bless your children. May we be confused. May others be confused. May people who know us be confused. Because the God of impossible has entered our situation. I pray for your blessing upon your children. I ask your God that you will speak through me this morning. Let your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. What we waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord. Is there anybody here who knows this song? See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. Is there anybody here who speaks French? See what the Lord has done. What you waited for. What you waited for has come to pass. Has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. On your wedding day, may you sing this song and say, Ah, see what the Lord has done. You buy a new car, you look at the car, you say, man, see what the Lord has done. You buy a new bus, in addition to what you waited for, has come to pass, has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. See what, may you receive a paycheck. You said, me? This is a paycheck. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has. May you build a house. You look at the house. He said, "Me, this is my house." See what the Lord has done. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for has come to pass. Has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. See what. May that be your story. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. Oh, may we build our church. We look at our church and we say, See what Has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. Jesus, lift up your two hands. Father, bless your children. Bless them. 
Bless them before beyond their wildest dreams. May their story be different. May their story be different. Everyone here, visit us. And by your visitation, may our lives be preserved. And by your presentation, may our lives be blessed. Bless everyone beyond our wildest dream or imagination. May our story be like this blind man. Man who knew him said, is it he? Some said it's like him. But he came and he said, I am he. May this be our song that will say, see what the Lord has done. The thing we have been waiting for that looked impossible. You have made it possible. Bless your children. Bless everyone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come. You may be seated. Thank you very much. See what the Hallelujah. Well, I am happy. To continue with what I started sharing. Today I'll just share something little. And then I believe we'll pray. We'll take communion. And then. And even if I don't even preach. I believe that you are blessed already. Yeah. It's a blessing. That God will serve as a God of blessing. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. And I told you that God's desire for you and I is for us to be fruitful. God is not interested in fruitless situation. His purpose is that we will be blessed. I have children. My desire as a father is for my children to do well. I will go every extent to make sure that my children are okay. I try in my little capacity as a daddy to make sure that my children do well. I pray that they will do more than I've done. If I've built two houses, I pray that they will build more than two houses. Jesus said that the works that I do will you do also. And he said, greater works will you do because I am going to my father. Sometimes as a good father, you build a certain foundation that their children spring on that foundation. They don't go through what we went through, but they spring on that foundation. And because of that, they should be able to do better. May you leave an inheritance for your children. I said, may you leave an inheritance for your children. Because the Bible says that a father's inheritance is unto the children's children. Amen. God's desire is for us to do well, to be fruitful. So I believe I began sharing with us from the very first day about the plan of God. Jesus said he has chosen us and ordained us to be fruitful. And I will look at people that God interacted with. And all of them, at the end of the day, the blessing that God wanted for them is for them to be fruitful. To be fruitful means for you to abound in blessings. To be fruitful means for anything we place in your hands to do well. Because there are some people, anything you place in their hands, it doesn't do well. But there are also some people, anything you place in their hands, it will do well. It's not the job you do that matters, but it is the hands that do the job that matters. When the hands are blessed, anything that you do, it can produce something mighty. Oh yes. 
and anything that you can sell water, you can sell sand, you can sell stones, anything that you do, God can bless it. And through that thing, you will do great things. Jesus took five loaves of bread and two small fishes. He gave thanks to his father and he blessed it. It's amazing. The five loaves of bread and two small fishes fed over 5,000 people. The power of God hit it. The hundred, I don't know, hundred dollars, uh, uh, or what do you have? Uh, uh, 5,000, 10,000, may God's power hit that your little money. Oh, yes. And your little money, may he do great things. May you build a house. May people who earn 10 times more than you, who have not built, be amazed that you have been able to build. May your boss look at you and say, how did you do this? May that be your story. Even as a student, you can start building. My pastor started building as a student. You know what he used to do? When he went to town, he would buy socket. Okay. He would just buy socket or switch. He had a box. When we went to town, we were buying ice cream and we were eating. He would buy socket and he would come and put it in his box. Because he said that that is the little that he can do. He said, if you build a house, you will still need a socket. So he started building his house. You buy a socket. He will go to town. You buy bent, plumbing bent. Then you come and put it. That's what his money can afford. And then he was buying. Over a period, the box was full. He needed a place to keep it. He took it to his father-in-law's garage. And he was just buying. He gets a, a little bit of money. He will buy meter. So small. One day, the mother-in-law looked at him and said, these things that you are buying, what are you going to do? He said, well, I'm building my house. Then the mother-in-law asked him, do you have a land? He said, no, I don't have a land. They said, ah, but you don't have a land. How do you say you are building a house? He said, the land is also part of the things I will need. And these things too are also part of the things I will need in building my house. The mother-in-law looked at him and said, I will give you land. Straight away, the mother-in-law gave him land. In my, in, my, in, my, in, in my language, we have a palace which says that the one that climbs a good tree is the one that we push and support. Somebody said, Amen. Amen. May you build your house. I release the anointing to build houses. As you are building for God a house, may God build a house for you. It doesn't have to be too big. Something small that you are in. After all, which house are you staying in? It's Nassau we are talking today. How big is your house today? That thing you are staying in, can we not build it? Something even like this. It's your house. May you build your house. Amen. Yesterday I spoke about more fruits. And we looked at a few principles. I talked about the God factor. Don't take God out of your life. Everything around our life is centered around God. For those of us who are young that we have found God, we have found the right thing. Amen. Never depart from God. We need God in our lives. I mean, you're welcome. Hallelujah. I talked about your connection with Jesus. Amen? I talked about the fact that God says that if we don't bear fruits, He will cut us off. 
Then I also spoke about the fact that he will prune us so that we can bring forth more fruits. Which means that certain things in our lives he will cut. Some of you, even the way you eat, you eat too much. We have to cut your eating. To, 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 to reduce the... You, 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 no, no, no. We have to cut the way you eat. The Bible says that if you, if you sit to eat with kings and you know you are a man given to appetite, please put a knife in your throat so that you don't eat too much. Afterward. Amen. This morning, I just want to wrap it up and I'm sharing from another chapter. It talks about supernatural laws of fruitfulness. Supernatural laws of fruitfulness. And we are reading from Isaiah chapter 5. I'll just read maybe the first two and then I think we'll just, um, we don't need to go down. Isaiah chapter 5. Supernatural laws of fruitfulness. I'll read the verse and then I'll just begin to explain. Supernatural laws of fruitfulness. Quickly. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. See what the Lord has done. See what the, May I come back next year? For, Pastor, may you receive? So make somebody give us a check to do our tiles. We have not even read tiles. We are doing this thing, but I'm talking about the tiles. Because next year, dear, we have to have carpet here. Do, do you know, dear? Next year, dear. As for next year, we have to have carpet. We have to have tiles. And as we are tiling the house of the Lord, may God also build for you and tile your house. You don't believe that God can build for you. eh? You watch and see. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. He said, I will sing a song to my beloved touching his what? vineyard or garden he said my well beloved has a vineyard and it is a very fruitful hill so he says that his beloved has a certain vineyard or garden and he said that there is something about that vineyard he said that vineyard is a fruitful vineyard may you have a vineyard that is a fruitful vineyard So he begins to make certain statements about his beloved vineyard. Verse 2. He says, Should I read? He and he fenced it. He has fenced that fruitful field. Are you with me? Okay. Number 2. He has gathered out the stones thereof. He has collected all the stones in the land, gathered it, and removed it. Number three, he has planted it with the choicest vine. In other words, he's planted the best fruit, if you like. Oh, number four. No, I'm not verse two. I'm in my same verse two. I'm ending on verse two. I will not continue. What you've waited for. Verse 2. Has come to... Are you for me or you are against me? Are you with me? He said, my beloved has a well fruitful vineyard. Fruitful hill, he called it. And he said, these are the features you see. Number one, 
He has fenced it. Number two, he has guarded all the stones thereof. Number three, he has sown or planted in it the choicest vine. Number four, he has built a tower in the midst of it. And number five, he has also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes. But anyway, it brought forth something else. But Isaiah the prophet described five, and I will just go through them quickly, I believe, and then we'll be okay. Five things that are characteristics, if you like, of a fruitful hill, he said. Now I'm talking about a supernatural law. Life is governed by laws. And there are some laws, there are universal laws. Yesterday I spoke from Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. said wisdom is the principal thing, so get wisdom. Then he said in all you're getting, get understanding also. If you have understanding of certain laws, you see there are universal laws, like one law I know is the law of gravity. The law of gravity says, or basics, it says when you throw something in the air, it will go to a certain point and there's a force that will pull it back to the earth. Is that correct? You can go and stand on a 15-story building. If you jump, I mean, you can be anybody, Captain Planet, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Do you understand? If you, you can, you may go to a certain, at a point, something will pull you down. One law that fascinates me is the law of flotation. Because it, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. When you take a piece, you have a lot of waters here. And I must say that this is the first time I'm seeing sea water that is brown in my life. I've never seen sea water that is brown in my life. All the sea water that I've seen in my life, Jerry, the sea water, they are all blue. This is the first time. So I was taking pictures, I was taking videos. I said, look at this sea water, it's brown. I mean, I never saw it on this kind. I say you guys must have some, I don't know whether it is oil or I don't know what it is that is inside. It's gold, eh? I don't know. You guys must be blessed in a certain unique way. Never saw seawater that is brown now. All the seawater I know in my life, they are all blue. Only in Guyana you find seawater that is brown. You are special. You are unique, I tell you. But I find it amazing that when you have a piece of metal and you drop it in the sea, it sinks. That's a piece of metal. If I take Bishop's car and I put it in the sea, it will go down. But I realize that people make ships that can carry about 800 of these cars. And the ship carries 800 of these cars. And it does not sink. There is a universal law which is the law of flotation. When you drop a piece of this thing, it will, it will, but some people have a certain understanding. And they have applied this universal law. So they have built something that is able to contain 800, even a small piece of metal, like when you drop it, it will sink. But you put that same piece of metal on a ship and the ship will be floating. Even with the, um, I talked about the law of gravity. 
Some people have studied aerodynamics. By their understanding, they have designed a plane. That the plane, although there is the law of gravity at work, they have designed something that can fly and it is in the air and it goes at a sport speed and at a certain time it decides to come back down and it comes back down and it lands. You see, the law is there, but they have an understanding. And by virtue of their understanding, they are able to even overcome the effect or use the law to work to their advantage. When you understand a, a, a law and a principle, you can use it to work to your advantage. So this morning, I'm just sharing on just about five, maybe five from this verse, if we can, about the law supernatural law of fruitfulness. He said, my beloved has a fruitful vineyard. A fruitful hill, he calls it. And he said that there are certain things I noticed about it. He said the first thing I noticed about it is that he has fenced the, the vineyard. Everybody say fence. Yes. Say defense. Yes. Say security. security. Say demarcation. I didn't hear you. Say fence. Yes. Say defense. Yes. Say security. Yes. Say demarcation. Yes. The first thing he said is that the vineyard that is fruitful, there is a fence around it. I was talking to Bishop, and he says that this your land is stretches. And as he was saying, I said, hey, if we have to build we can't build the tower. We may have to build a short wall. Ah! One day, one day we'll build a short wall. One day, maybe three people will come and say, Bishop, yes. Yes. we want to build a wall around um, the church. I receive it. Yeah, only three people. people. They'll just come and you, you, you watch what they say. Or oh, you don't want to be part of the three people that God will bless you. Will bless you that you come and you tell me, Bishop, we want to build a wall around this thing. And you build it. And it's not that you are struggling to build it. You have, God has blessed you that you are building. May God bless you. When God blesses you to remember the work of God. Remember it is God that blessed you. Listen. We build walls around properties to protect. I don't know about here. But in my country, if you buy a land, you are not ready to de develop it. First thing, you have to secure the corners. Then after you try and put, even if it's a hedge, if, even when you have built a hole and put a gate, somebody is coming to take the land. We build walls to protect. And I want to tell you something. Understand this. One major fruitful Blessing is for you to have a spiritual hedge around you. Yeah. There is something called a spiritual hedge. You must, I know, as I am moving, I know there's a spiritual hedge around me. Yes. One of the dangerous things to sit in an airplane. Very dangerous airplane. There's a, there's a documentary I watch, Air Crash Investigation. Anytime I'm watching it, my children will say, Daddy, why are you watching this? You're always sitting in a plane. Why are you watching this? I said, no, I'm getting more knowledge. I'm getting knowledge. 
very dangerous. But you know, I believe the power and the ability. Let me tell you something. Hebrews 13 verse 17. Let's read quickly. Quickly, quickly. Obey them that have rule over you. Who is there? Are you with me? Should I go on? I, I would like all of us to read. It's nice if we all. You get it. Obey them that have rule over you. Are you listening? Please. And submit yourselves. Hey, it's difficult. But if you can submit yourself, it will be a blessing. For they watch for your souls. You see, a man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. You are a spiritual being. There is somebody that spiritually watches over your soul. And the Bible says that let's obey such people. Let's submit ourselves to them. Because they will give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. God has given us pastors. Thank God for pastor. Thank God for pastor. Thank God for pastor. Thank God for pastor or bishop. Thank All the pastors God has given to them as spiritual people who watch over our souls. So even though I am a bishop and I'm here, I have a pastor. And I know my pastor has a pastor. So I have a pastor, Bishop Kakra. I know Bishop Kakra's pastor is Bishop Dad. I don't you understand. And I know that as I'm here spiritually, Bishop Kakra watches over my soul. Or Bishop Dag watches over my soul through Bishop Kakra. I understand it. I know it. And I also know that I have some people that I watch over them. Spiritually. I understand it. And I understand the power of a spiritual head. Yes. You may be seated, pastors. Thank you. In Job chapter 1, Job chapter 1, from verse 9. When you read Job, he said there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. This guy was an upright man. He feared God. He eschewed evil. He feared God. And the Bible says that this guy was blessed. He was the richest guy in the East at that time. The Bible begins to talk about his possessions. Oh, it's amazing. Then, the children of God were coming to God and Satan also came. And God saw Satan and said, Hey, Satan, what are you doing here? And Satan said, From going to and fro the earth, and I have come here. Then in verse 9, then God began to boast about Job. He said, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is none like him in the whole earth. There is none like Job. And then verse 9, quickly. Either, he said, Then answered, then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? God was boasting about Job. And then Satan said, Ah, what are you talking about, God? What are you talking about? Does Job fear God for nothing? Somebody said for the first time the devil spoke the truth. Look at what he said. Verse 10. He said, Has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substances increase in the land. As Job was moving around, not knowing God had built a hedge around him. Yeah. He said, my beloved fruitful vine, he has fenced it. You need that spiritual fence around you. 
And you must know that you have a spiritual fence around you. You know how that spiritual fence comes? It's God who provides you that fence through the church. Yeah. That is why I know that as I'm moving around, I've, this year, by, by April this year, I had flown 10 times. You see, I sit in an airplane, I take off, I land. Every takeoff is something. Every landing is something. Yeah? By April this year, I had flown 10 times. I say, hey, God, have mercy on me. And different aircraft, some are big, some are small, depending on where I'm going. When I was, even this my trip, by the time I go back, I would have flown how many times? About nine times. Go, I flew from Ghana to New Zealand. I flew from there to, um, um, from Maryland to this, that's two. From this one to uh, uh, Columbus, that's three. From Columbus to uh, uh, Houston, that's four. From Houston to uh, Miami, that's five. From Miami to Georgetown, that's six. I'm going back Georgetown to Miami, seven. Then I'm going back from um, uh, Miami to Newark, eight. Then I'll fly finally from Newark to Accra, Ghana. That would be nine times. Just this is my short trip. I was sitting in an airplane up and down, up and down. Nine times. It's not easy. Every up, it means something. Every down, it means something. But you know, I know that there is a hedge around me. Yeah? I know there's a spiritual hedge around me. I know my pastor, my church provides a hedge around me. So even as I sit in a place, I say, Lord, I'm covered. I know you're with me. And I move. Job was walking around, not knowing there was a hedge around him, around his house, his children. I pray for my children. Sometimes I see them. Yesterday, one was graduating, so my son had to drive the two sisters, travel to Akosombo to go for their graduation. I pray for them. I said, Lord, let them go and come back in peace. Sometimes their big sister said, Daddy, we're going to buy pizza. We're going to buy pizza. And then he will logo all of them. I mean, he will collect all of them in the car. Then I said, this car that is going, he has all my children. They are going to buy pizza. And I'll stand there and say, God, take them and bring them back safely for me, okay, please. But I know that God has built a hedge around us. And that hedge, you must know it. You see, so when you know it, you don't even take your church for granted. When you do it, you don't cut yourself from church. You must not be there that if you are there, you don't have a pastor. You don't have a church. What it means is that you don't have that provision of a spiritual hedge. It's a big mistake. Yes. Because God had built a hedge around. Job himself, he didn't know. God had built a hedge around his house. God had built a hedge on every side. God has blessed the work of his hands. And his substance had increased in the land. When he's working and he's seeing profit and increasing, he's doing um, 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 what business? And the business is growing. He's, uh, he's doing what? What business do people do here? Or even materials business? You are selling what? Food? Yeah. You are, you are doing bus business or you are doing um, hmm? electronics. You see that you are doing one bus before you realize two buses, before you realize three buses. A time will come, you have ten buses in the city. They are working for you. And it's God. And God must build a hedge around every bus of yours. God must build a hedge around every shop of yours. If you employ people, God, because of you, God will build a hedge around your employees. Because when they finish the argument, God said, I'm taking my head. Do with Job whatever you like. You know 
what happened to Job? I think you know. One day, we can read off. I mean, one day, all his children were celebrating their house. All the children just died. Let's read on. Okay, let's read on. Let's quickly, quickly. I mean, quick, quick, quick. Hey, can we go? Okay. He said, put forth your hand, don't touch him. He said, if you put forth your hand and you touch him, he will curse you upon your face. That was it. Maybe we should just skip. But I'll just tell you. And he said, behold, all that he has is in the power of your hands. Then there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking in their eldest brother's house. One day. And there came a messenger of, to tell Job, the ox were plowing and the asses were feeding beside them. And then what happened? And the Sabians fell upon them. They took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. I only am escaped alone to tell you. Job's business, his ox, his tracks were working. And the Sabians came and they attacked them. They killed everybody and they took the tracks away. Only one person escaped to come and tell him. The next verse quickly. He said, while he was yet speaking, there came another said, the Chaldeans also came in bands. They fell, they carried away, they have slain the servant. He said, I only. So before Job realized, in one day, all his businesses were off. All his children, they were in his elder brother's house. They were drinking and eating. A strong wind came. He blew the house. The house fell on everybody. Everybody died. Only one person was saved. So Job was sitting down one day, 24 hours. Every business of his finished. All his children killed and died. Can you imagine? You have 10 children. All of them died in one day. Servants, everybody died in one day. What had happened? The hedge that was around him had been taken away. So not knowing, as you, as you go in and out and come, it's because there's a head around you. That's why. You may not know. <laughs> you, you may not know. But I know. Do you understand? I'm telling you that as I'm traveling, I know there's a hedge around me. And I know it. And it is because of my connection with the church. Because God has provided that hedge because of my connection with the church. So if you want to be fruitful, you must understand that you must have a fence. Another thing that fence does, let me just add this one, is that it covers your nakedness. Revelation chapter 3. Maybe let's read from verse 14. Unto the angel of the church that is in Laodicea, these things say he that is amen, faithful, true witness, blah, blah. Next verse, quickly. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would, would that you be hot or cold. Quickly. He said, so then, because thou art lukewarm, I will spill you out of my mouth. The next one. Then he said, thou sayest I am rich. That was the church. Are you listening? Are you with me? The church, they were boasting. They said that we are rich. I am rich. I've increased in goods. God has blessed us. Like how God is going to bless our church here. In the name of Jesus. He said, we have need of nothing. May you get to the point that church, you have need of nothing. If it's a new phone that you want, may you receive that new phone. It's a laptop that you want. Receive that laptop. It's a MacBook. Buy that MacBook. May God help you to be able to afford the MacBook. For some of us, our phone, we have to hit the phone. I mean, a phone that every time we have to be hitting the phone. Why? One call that you have to make, you have to hit the phone. Uh, why? It's abuse. If you're abused, you're abusing the phone. 
but may God bless us. Phone abuse. He said, you have need of, and thou knowest, but you see, and God said that, thou knowest not that thou art wretched. So they were saying we are rich. We are okay. We have need of nothing. Then God said, no, you are wretched. You are miserable. You are poor. You are blind. And then the most serious of all, you are naked. And look at the advice he gave them quickly. He said, I counsel you to come and buy of me gold tried in fire, that thou mayest be rich. White raiment, that thou mayest be clothed. And that, that thy shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eye soul, that thou mayest see. You see, let me tell you something. The difference between being clothed and being naked, sometimes it's just a very, it's a very slim hmm. Sometimes just a curtain shower. Have you seen? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Just a curtain shower. You see, the person is naked inside the shower and you are outside. You are able to talk to the person just because of a curtain shower. If that curtain is not there, you cannot have that conversation. It, it, it don't work. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I mean, like in Ghana, our mothers, old old mothers, sometimes it's just a cloth. They have one cloth. They are just naked, but they have a cloth that they just put around, or maybe a big towel you put around yourself. And just by the covering of that cloth, nakedness is taken away. Oh, yeah. There's the, the, and I'm telling you that spiritually, you can be naked, spiritually. All that he's talking about here is not physical nakedness, no, spiritual nakedness. He said that shame of nakedness, you are exposed. Anything can attack you. You are, you are, you are, when, when, this, when people see you, they, ah, what is this? You, you are not attractive. There is something not nice about you. People don't find you. You think that when you are naked, people will find you attractive. No, they are not. It's rather I say, ah, it's repelling. What is wrong with you? Do you have mad people in the streets here like that who walk naked? I mean, when we see them coming, we even want to pass the other side because we, we don't want to get close to them. And I'm telling you that one of the, the things that the church provides for us spiritually is covering. Yeah. It covers our nakedness. Your weaknesses, they are even covered. Yeah, you are not exposed. You're, you are not exposed. You're, you are covered. And, I'm telling you, the church, thank God for the church. And if you know it, that's why I work for the church full time. Because I realize that this church is powerful. And I don't do it with church. As a pastor, every year I pray that may no Sunday pass me by that I won't go to church. I don't need anybody to come and tell me to go to church. No. Because I know what I benefit when I go to church. I know the covering I have because of church. I know my nakedness that is covered. Sometimes one word that you hear, it will expose you and enlighten you. That instead of taking a very foolish decision, you'll be saved from taking that foolish decision. Yeah. I'm telling you, thank God for church. Thank God for God. Job was moving around and he was doing well, not knowing there was a hedge around him. When God took his hedge, in one day he lost everything. Then the devil came again. The next time the devil said, touch his, his body. God said, you can touch him, but don't kill him. The devil put balls from his head to the soles of his feet. Have you had a ball before? 
Have you had a ball in your armpit before? Have you had a ball in your butt? You have one of the most, I have, there's a saying in my language that if you've never had a ball right here, you don't know how important this place is. Yes. From pop ball to an hour, say, hey, even to sleep, you, you realize that no, no, it contributes for you sleeping well. When you are sleeping, you are sleeping. You don't know that when the ball comes there, then you see that, ah. When you go to the washroom, you see, you see, now you go free, you are just okay. When there's a boil, even to sit there, you, you will see something. And Job had balls from his head to his feet. His three friends, when they came and they saw him for seven days, they couldn't talk. Seven days they were watching him when they saw their friend. Seven days they couldn't talk. Because he had lost everything. And they said, you have done something to God. That's why God is doing Look, when God removes his head from you and will leave you in the hands of the devil, you'll be, so, you'll be sorry. But may the head of God continue to be around you. He said he has fenced a fence, spiritual fence. It protects you. A hedge. It covers your nakedness. Thank God for the church. Number two. He said he has gathered the stones thereof. We are ending. Don't worry. I'm not sure we can do all, but we'll just end. That's all. We can preach, but at the end of the day, God must just bless us. Yes, that's all. He has gathered the stones. You know, if you have a land and you want to plant on the land, you got to do some, you got to gather the stones. And move the stones from the land. Clear the land. Do you get? To be able to plant a fruitful this thing in the land. Okay, let me just do it fast. I think that will be the best way. Gather the stones. Yesterday I was talking about certain um, um, attitudes. Certain, sorry? Certain character, I mean your character, certain attitudes that you must put together and throw them away to have a fruitful yeah you, you must you, you, you must put them and the bible says in, in Isaiah 5 2 he said that God he was talking about God he said God has collected the stones and thrown them away and I will say to you that Gather the stones, the things that are stones. Stones are obstacles, hindrances. Some of us, just one small mistake that you do, or your, your pastor blasts you once, it's like that's all. You have changed your face. You tie your face. You come to church again. One small, and there are some of us like that. And when you see a man that is working that is successful, you don't know what he has gone through. Do you know the number of times you have been faced? Or the number of times I have been blasted? If I had walked away, I would have walked away from my blessing. Stones are the obstacles. You must gather them. Look, attitude is everything. Yes. Have the right attitude. Yes. I'll say it again. 
have the right attitude. Everybody wants to work with people with the right attitude. If you are gifted, it's not gift. Even if you are not gifted and you have the right attitude, you are a better person than somebody who has all the gifts and a bad attitude. If you marry a man with a bad attitude or a woman with a bad attitude, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, my dear sister. If your attitude is bad, we can't even see that beauty. I went to one of the countries and they showed me one lady. And they said, all the guys, they are afraid of this lady. In the church, they said, all the guys, one lady pastor said, oh, but why is the lady pastor? He said, oh, bishop, all the guys. Because the lady pastor, her fuse is like this. Small, and when she blows up, hey. It's terrible, like the fuse in my car. Yeah, the fuse in the car. So when it blows up, nobody. Hey. So he said, all the guys, they all see her this man. <laughs> the, the, nobody will go. Nobody will propose. Beautiful sister, she's there. Bad attitude. May we gather the stones and throw the stones away. You didn't hear me. I said, may we gather the stones and throw the stones away. Everybody can change if you want to. Make an effort. Be a better person. Be a better Christian. Yeah, be a better Christian. Some of us will say we are even Christian, but unbelievers are even better than we. Yeah? Try. It's not easy, but try. But I believe that God will help us as we try. And if you need help, ask for help. Young people, some of us are involved in terrible things, pornography, terrible. It's like there's some what one week can pass without you doing certain things. No. Try. Somebody said amen. amen. I want to move fast. Okay. One of the things I will also say is that may we be forgiven. Yeah. Unforgiveness is a bad I was going to talk about even order. Unforgiveness. What do I do? Ah. Amen. Unforgiveness. I don't know whether it's a problem here. I don't know. Or maybe it's a human problem. You can't forgive your father. You can't forgive your mother. You can't forgive that boy that jilted you. I remember I went to Abidjan and I saw one sister. When I saw her, when I saw her, it just came upon me. I mean, I just, and I said to her, my sister, God wants to bless you while you are still holding on something. Release that thing from your hand and God will bless you. Because God wants to put something in your hand. But, so when I said it, then the other sisters, I said, hey, Bishop, why? Then I said, why? They said, oh, somebody jilted her and up to now she can't let the boy go he's holding her like this and I said nice girl let the boy go so that God can bless you amen may you be forgiven I wanted to talk about order God's obsession is order have you seen our church there's order everything is arranged neat nice your room, let there be order in your room like that. 
You have a small room. You can't put order in that small room. Learn to put order. God, when in Genesis chapter 1, I mean, let me just, when God came and the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep, then God began to put order. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Then the next thing is that God separated the light from darkness. That's why we have day and we have night. Then God separated the firmaments. Because first, the whole place was full of water. Then he pushed the clouds up and then he made the clear space as land. Then the next time he came, the earth was, there was water everywhere. Then he separated the water from the land. I, I, do you understand? That is how God brought order because first there was total confusion. That is why we have land. I like your country. Beautiful. Everywhere there's a road and then there are two uh, uh, streams or whatever uh, around. Every major road there's in there two. I say, hey, what a beautiful country. But I know you boy, don't like your country, but me, I've come here, I like your country. The water, the water just go into the sea. But my country, when it rains, we don't have such things. So then it will flood them people's houses. Oh, it's not easy for us. I have to bring my people and say, come and learn from Guyana so that we can also have these waters. God's obsession is order. I hope you understand. Yeah. So when the earth was without form, confusion, even money in your pocket, let there be order in the money in your pocket. When you get money, decide that this money is tight. This money is for investment. This money is for spending. This money, decide. If you don't decide, even the money in your pocket, there's no order. Every time you will not have money. I hope so. There's order. There's a difference between a man and a woman. I don't know about here. I shouldn't say it here, you see. God, it's not me, it's God. God says that the man is the head, the woman. So if we have said, we said, man, men love, women submit. It's not easy for women to submit. But if you marry, whoever you marry, whatever you are married, that person is your head. Yeah? So you must learn as a woman to submit. It's order. Any, any beast, any, anything with two heads is a beast. If you see a snake that has two heads, or a cat that has two heads, or a dog that has two heads, that's a problem. You have to run away. If you see, if you are coming and you see a chicken that is coming that has two heads, that's a problem. No matter how hungry you lie and the way you like chicken, run away from that chicken, I'm telling you. Because it's, it's, a, it's not a normal, it's a beast. Any, any house that has two heads, is a problem. The house won't work. Yeah. Yes. And the woman must learn. You, your, you, you can be highly employed, whatever more than your husband. Or, it doesn't matter. It's your head. Submit. Use wisdom to live with him. Hey, I, 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 am I saying something wrong? You, let, let me end. 
saying something wrong here. Please forgive me. The way the church is crying, the women are looking at you. You myself are confused. Somebody said amen. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. Number three. Let's end. Number three. So the first one is, the first law you must understand is the fence, which is protection. And I'm telling you that if you are in a church like this, there's a spiritual protection you have. And your nakedness is covered. Your children are protected. Then number two, he says that he's gathered the stones and he has thrown them away. And the stone can be any obstacle. It can be your attitude, sometimes even your background, even the fact that you're a woman. You see, but you must learn everything you can work within it and get the best. And as a Christian, you may be able to admit and say, if you are sick and you can tell yourself that you are not well, 70 to 70% of the problem is solved. But if you are sick and you don't know that you are sick, that one is a very dangerous situation. So if you can admit to yourself, like, and I like David, because David was like that. When he fell, he said, I've fallen. And it's somebody, I can't go into all that. It's difficult when you, you, you yourself, you see, David, in first Samuel, you know, when the prophet went to David, David started, he said, who is this? Then they said that you are the guy in the story. Then he said, really, it is me. When he saw it, he said, Charlie, have mercy. When he was going to Abigail's house to go and, and Abigail met him, and Abigail spoke to him. He just listened to Abigail. He said, Charlie, you have saved me from going to shed blood. I like David. When he's wrong, he'll say, I'm wrong. Yes. Yesterday, I had to apologize to somebody here. I told her, I'm sorry. We are, I told her, we are sorry. Yes. It doesn't matter if I have to say we are sorry. That, has it changed me? It doesn't change me. And sometimes your inability to say sorry can end a marriage. Yeah. Just to say, I am sorry. I'm sorry. Darling, I'm sorry. Sweetie, okay, you say baby. Sweetie, you have all those terms. Toffee and chocolate. Okay. Babalu, okay. Sugar coat. Hi, sugar coat. I'm sorry. Chingam. You have chingam. Mentos, mentos. Oh, mentos. You are hot like mentos. Hallelujah. Number three. Let's go back. Number three. Thank you. Number three said, he has planted into it the choicest vine. Amen. Isaiah chapter five, verse two. Let's end. It's okay. He's planted into it the choicest vine. Somebody say the choicest vine. Amen. May you invest in the church. May you invest in your life. I said, may you invest in your life. What do you think? If you have a vine and you want the vine to do well, you must, you have a garden, you want it to be fruitful, you must sow a seed. You must plant. Somebody said, all the land, all the minerals, whatever is in for the land, but if you want something from the land, you must sow to the land. You must learn to sow. Especially when you see a good land, sow. Today I'm preaching about the church. And the church is also one good land. 
sow in the good land. Some of you, we don't know how to sow. So, when you give your time to the church, it's never wasted. Like, my dear, I saw here. My life, there's nothing that is by chance. Everything is arranged by God. That morning we came, I came to see her. Maybe even know her, but I came to see her. She was, that time they had even closed and she was, then we were going and I said, ah, who is that? And she was sweeping over there. Hey, she has found a special place in my heart. Yes, there's no ambiguity about it. Oh, yes. Because somebody who is sowing in the church, her time, she's in the church. I mean, I'm sure you're also doing something special. It's only that I have not seen it. This is the one I saw. That's why I'm commenting on it. So don't be jealous, please. This is the bishop. All that we are doing, bishop. No, no, no. You're not doing it. You're not doing it unto the bishop. You are doing it to God. God has seen it. And God will reward you. Don't get jealous. Don't get jealous. Honey, honey sings so. Hey. I was telling Bishop that this your girl, she sings. And the ease with which she sings the song is beautiful. You have the singers. They said there are singers here. So who else sings? Cherry said, who else? Wow. And who else? Showboy. Show, show, read your Bible. You also sing? You don't look like a singer. You sing? You are a singer? May God bless you guys. Invest, you may be seated. Invest your time. Invest your strength. Invest your energy. Invest your money. Some of us, some of us, we don't know how to give at all. We don't know how to give. Mike Medoc said something. He said, you see, when you give money, it may leave your presence, but it will never leave your life. So when you give, you, I say, Bishop, I'm giving you a seat. This you give. It, the money may leave your presence, but that money may never leave your life. Yeah. And I believe, I mean, I believe in sowing. Oh, yes. A church like the Catholic church, they are rich. They will never be poor. Because the Catholic church, they robbed the world many years ago. But when they robbed the world, because those days if you sin, you pay for your sins. But when they robbed the world, they started using the money rightly. They give. They give. America, America is blessed. Every time America is giving, America, they not, they're never poor. They're always, and those, those who give are always blessed than those who receive all the time. The Bible says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. And I have learned, when, when you give to God, he has a way that the little money in your pocket can do more. That's what I've learned. When you sow, you don't pay tight. You say, oh, look, as I came, I have a special envelope in my things. 
And that envelope, every money that I receive, as I travel and I came, every money I receive, it's in my phone, I have it. Every money I receive, I have a special envelope. I take a tent and I put it in the envelope. I don't even want to mix it with my money. Oh, yeah. I, I can show you where it is. I can, if you go to my room now, look inside my Bible, you will find that envelope. If you go to my room now, I have a Bible. It's inside the Bible. If you open the Bible, the back, you will see the envelope. And that envelope, every, as I traveled and I came, every month, I have an account in the, I have a, a record here, a file here, and I have the physical cash. Every money I received as I came, people bless me here, here. Every money I put, I tent, I put it there. And when I, I'm just carrying it back, I don't, I don't even want to need to leave my Bible. When I reached, I said, God, you are, I didn't even expect you to bless me this way. You have blessed me, receive. When you sow, when you sow, you'll be blessed. When you sow, then you have something to, to reap. I don't want, I just, I'm finishing. I don't want to go read scriptures, talk, but that's all I'll say. He has sown the wildest. This, and then another thing I'll say also is be planted. Psalm 92 verse 13, be planted. Apart from you sowing and planting, you yourself must be planted in the church. Psalm 92 verse 13. What does it say? Be planted. Yeah. Those that are planted in the courts of a... Psalm 92. We are ending. It's just time to close. We'll close. The Bible says that those that are planted in the courts of our God, do you understand? Those that are planted in the house of God, they are the ones that will flourish. Yeah. Those that are planted, oh, 13, what does 13 say? It said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those that are planted. You see, when you see, when I came, I was talking to Bishop, I saw some trees. I said, oh, these trees, you people don't cut them. When you are doing your, do your development around them. Then Bishop said, oh, even here, there were trees here, we came to clear all of it. I said, oh. Because when you see a tree that has been in one place for a long time, the trees that they use for timber, I don't know whether you have, there are trees that have been in a place for a long time, Yes. Some of them 50 years, 60 years. Yes, very strong. One day I had an experience. Some people had an accident and died. And the accident, they ran the car to the coconut tree. That day I respected coconut tree. I never respected coconut trees. But that day I respected coconut tree. The guy was speeding and he ran into the coconut tree. The car got divided into three. The guy died on the spot. His brains were on the road. And the coconut tree, do you know what happened? It was standing there. The only thing is that the, 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 the fruit, he just shook a few fruit and threw them and added it to the accident. And then it was still standing there like that. Then I said, hey, 
Then I learned that the tree has been there for years. Even been in one place, one church for years. May I join the church in 1993? I'm still in the church. Why won't I do well in life? I joined this church. You, you join this church more. The next time you are going to join this church, the next time you are going to join this church, the next time, sometimes you go around there and then you come back. Since I joined the church in 1993, I'm still in the church. How many years? 20 something years or 29 years. I'm still in the church. When I joined you, I were not born, but I'm still in the church. You see, man of God was not born. What am I saying? Be planted, be rooted. The church is our life. If you want to bear fruit, he said, let's sow. And he said, the choicest vine, choicest, nicest, the best, give like Abel gave when you are giving. When I'm giving to God, like, even when I get money, I'm selecting, I say, I'm giving this as tight. I take the best notes. Yes, I used to do it when I was in secondary school. And I still do it. I take the best one. I said, this one is nice. I can give. Whether God sees it or not, I says, I'm, I'm giving it to God. I like it that way. But some of us, we give the offering. The one we don't like, that's the one we give as offering. Choicest. By all means. And then the next one, we are, we, he said, let's build a tower in the midst of it. And then let's make a wine press therein. May we build a tower. This one, I'm just ending. A tower in the house of the Lord. And then the last one, he said, let's make wine pressed. Wine press is used in pressing the fruit of the wine to produce wine. In other words, let's use the gifts that we have and let the gift be a blessing for others to also drink and enjoy and be blessed. Every one of us is blessed. Everybody. That's why you must do something in this church. Ephesians 4, 16, every joint supplieth. You must do something in the church. Matthew chapter 25 from 14, the Bible talks about the kingdom of God liking unto a man traveling into a far country. When he had called his servants, he gave them talents. To one he gave five, another he gave three, another he gave one. And straight away he took his journey. He said, after a great while, the master came and he reconciled with the servant. The one that had five said, master, you gave me five talents. I work with it. I've gotten five more. Then he said, well, he said, here is it. Then he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Now that you have become, you are no longer said, I be a ruler. And the other one who had two says, master, you gave me two. I work with the two. And then this, I have two more. Here is it. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. He said, do no longer be a servant. Now be a ruler. Then the one who had one came with the one man and said, oh, dear master, I know you. I know that you are a hard man. You reap where you have not sown. And I was afraid. So when I got your talent, I buried it. Now that you have come, please, here is your talent. And the master said, wicked and slothful servant. You know that I sow where I have not reaped. He said, you, even if you are giving my, my talent, taking it to the exchanges, at my return, I would have received my money with usury or with profit. Take what he has. Bind him. Let's cast him where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. What am I saying? Everybody is blessed with something. Don't be somebody that you sit in the church, you don't do anything. When we close, you are into your car and you are gone. No. Change. 
missing any little thing you can do for God. There is nothing little before God. I said there is nothing little before God. And all of us are different, but there is something you can do. Some can sing, some can clean, some can um, invite people, some can make phone calls, some are blessed financially. You can give. You can give. Some can take care of the children. Some can some serve us with water. Some you don't have toilets here. In our church, we have toilets. Some clean the toilets. That's all they do. When everybody, when you go there and everything, they will come, they will come and clean the place. Nice. They they say that's what they will do. Some play instruments, some set up. There is something that you can do. Some drive people and bring to church. We have some people, they bring, they drive people to church. They drive them back. There's something you can do. Let your gift be alive. And you will see that you'll be fruitful. Some can dance. Some can, whatever. You'll be fruitful. Church, may we be fruitful. Today I've just spoken about fruitfulness in the blessing of the church. The supernatural laws. And I'm telling you, I have been in church, I've been doing church work for some time. And I can testify that God is a good God. And God is a faithful God. Over the years, I can never say that God has not been faithful. No. He has preserved, he has blessed, he has kept. He has blessed us even beyond our wildest dreams. Our children are, I look at my children and they are blessed. I look at them, I have four children, four kids. My first girl, she got married last year. Blessed. My second is a boy. Blessed is in the university. The third is a girl. Blessed in the university. The last one, just finished, is also going to the university next year. Blessed. I look at them and I know that it is not me. It is God. Let's serve God with our families and it will be well with us. Your energy, your time, your money, your everything. Let's serve God. And we are in a good church. As you sow in this vineyard, you will reap abundantly. May God bless you. May God keep you. Amen. Stand to your feet, please. There is nothing you cannot do. There's no mountain you cannot move. I trust in you. You are, you are Shall we bow down our heads, please? Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise. Bishop, your church, you are blessed. Your people are blessed. I know. God has blessed you. But before we move on, if you are here, you are not sure whether you are born again. Let me pray with you before I do anything. If you are here, and if Jesus comes tonight to pick his children, you are not sure whether you'll be a part. I want to pray with you. Because Jesus can come tonight. 
It will be sad that you are in church in the morning. Jesus comes tonight to pick his children and you are not a part. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I will pray with you wherever you are. I see your hand. God bless you, my brother. Lift up your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Anybody lift up your hand. I see your hand, my sister. God bless you. You are my God. I trust in you. Do you sing on to Jesus? I surrender. You have lifted your hand. Come to me and let me pray with you. Today, I see your hand there. God bless you. step especially these young ones here can you hear me do you understand me when i speak i hope you do <laughs> the bible says very simple if you believe in your heart that jesus died for you and you confess with your mouth you will be saved it's very simple if you believe and you confess i believed i was like him and I prayed and I confessed. And from that day, Jesus has been with me till today, all throughout my life. I make mistakes, his blood, I plead, it washes me, and I continue. Do you get? So, you are not joining a church. If you don't have a church, this is a good church, you can be inside. But you are coming to Jesus. I want you to pray after me, ask your prayer. If you believe in your heart, I'm going to lead you to confess with your mouth and you'll be saved. I am a pastor. I bless people who marry. When they come, they exchange rings. We pray and we bless them. And we say you are blessed just by the prayer. They leave, they come as individuals. But by the prayer, they leave as man and wife. Just by the prayer. Simple prayer. So we're just going to pray a simple prayer. But I'm telling you that in heaven, your names will be recorded in heaven today. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe it? close your eyes pray this with me say dear Lord Jesus say dear Lord Jesus I thank you that I am alive say Jesus I come to you today just as I am I know I am a sinner but I know you died for my sins please forgive me of all my sins wash me with your blood come and live in my heart make me your child Write my name in the book of life. I thank you that I am born again. From today, I will follow you. So Lord, help me. Say, devil, I'm no longer your child. I am a child of God. I will follow him from today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for these, my brethren. Bless every one of them. Every one of them.
Be kind to them. Whatever plan you have for their lives, may that plan come to pass. May none of them be lost. May they be established in you. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, Amen.